Catch me up to speed, girl. Yeah, catch me up to speed. Give me a break. I've been a bit preoccupied these past few days. You know how it is. Alright, hi there, people. Welcome back to the Nicholas Comics QA where we got it stopping and shopping and popping and going on in general. That was yes with owner of a lonely heart. Definitely one of the best prog rock pieces of the 20th century. But if you've never used a Discord bot to play music, believe me, you're not missing out on anything. They are one of the least reliable, uh, terrible ways to listen to music. I only do it uh, to pad the runtime. Uh, I, I tell you, like, I wish I was listening to my tape deck, because holy shit, Discord bots are ass at playing music. Now... I'm not saying everything on the internet is YouTube videos, pretty good playback, but holy shit, Discord bots are awful at playing music. They'll like, they'll like, stop, and then to catch up, they'll like, speed up, so it'll be like, owner of a lonely heart, and it's like, it, it's fucking awful. It's, it's a miserable experience listening to a song uh, with a Discord bot. I really do pity people who don't listen to shit on tape. I gotta get me a, a Yes cassette, because... Uh, yes is a good band. I like Yes. Uh, I'm I'm all for Yes, and, uh... Yeah, I, I say Yes to Yes. I should probably get them on a cassette. Just because, uh, you know, Roundabout's good. Honor Lonely Heart's good. They got, they got some bangers, and, uh... You know, more... I, I, I just don't know who listens to music with Discord bots. Like, it fucking sucks. Like, the, the, the rhythm is all off. It r completely ruins the tempo. And with a lot of songs, especially, like, you know, in most songs, you need a consistent tempo and rhythm going. Um, that's never a problem with the tape deck. They're always constant. Like, completely constant. The, uh, you know, the inches per minute that go by the tape head. Speaking of which, I, I've been uh, I've been browsing the tape section at my local record store as of late. I never even knew they had a, a very sizable tape section, but they have a pretty good sized tape section. So I've just kind of been checking it out, and man, it's so cool to look through tapes because they have a completely different selection than records, which uh, you know have a completely different selection from CD and and the like. You know every. Every format has its own little hidden gems. Uh, but with tape, I mean, it's just the most fun, because you go through it, you see all these wacky, obscure bands that you had no idea about. Uh, having a lot of fun browsing through that. Which isn't to say, of course, you can't find some crazy stuff on vinyl, but, like, uh, it's especially cool with tape. Because tape is just a more accessible technology. Uh, I've had some people ask me, am I ever going to release any of my albums on, on vinyl? And, like, probably not. Because, you know, uh, vinyl standard can only fit 45 minutes of audio, whereas tape can fit 90 minutes, twice as much, or up to 120 minutes. So, like, uh, I mean, obviously, 120-minute cassettes don't have the best sound quality, but... 90 minutes over 45 minutes, like, yeah, you know, that's a better, that's a better length. Um, so, I prefer it, but, you know, teach their own. I'm probably never going to put any of my albums out on vinyl. 
if a local record presser ever does approach me and go, you know, we can burn so-and-so onto vinyl, I might be like, okay, you know, but I'd have to uh, know that the, you know, packaging and everything would be very, very high quality. Because a lot of times with vinyl, you get ripped off, especially if you're hiring a middleman to do it for you, which you kind of have to do with vinyl because getting a vinyl cutter can be very expensive. Let me look up vinyl cutters here on, on online just to see exactly what the uh, going price is. Vinyl cutter. They go for quite a bit. Uh, it, it comes back with results for, not for record printers, but like vinyl, like plastic material. Um, re record printer, that's more specific. Uh, record, record printer. There. Yeah, so they go for like... Wow. Wow, that's intense. Over $1,000. That's crazy. Oh, man. Th this is interesting, I gotta say. Like, my, uh, my tape deck... Uh, I got the thrift store for like... Did I get the thrift store? I forget. Uh. I got my keyboard. I do buy some stuff on eBay. If, like, there's no other option. There's really no other option. But ARC has a pretty good selection. ARC thrift stores here in Denver. They have a really good selection of, like, both tapes, which I use constantly... Um, VHS, excellent selection of VHS, um, and appliances. I found some really nifty appliances at our, I got my typewriter at a garage sale. I remember that distinctly, but, um, ideally I've found like five packs of blank Maxell down at Eric. Uh, really great thrift store. I, I go there often. Uh, the one on South Broadway. Stuff down there. Um, there's an article from Wired.com about uh, a record printer. The Phono Cut is an at-home vinyl lathe, allowing anyone with a digital audio file and a dream to make a 10-inch record. Uh, and just for reference, let's see the different sizes of records here. Um, inch is the is the little one, right? See record sizes, yeah. Uh, I would not spend one thousand one hundred unless I could cut a full vinyl. Like I honestly don't know who'd pay one thousand one hundred dollars and just make a, a little ten-inch dinky single thing. You know, that sounds pretty lame. But uh, let's see here. Here's what you need to know about vinyl. It got a article on hub.yamaha.com anyone who's interested this stuff is fascinating to look up because records really are a really interesting uh technology with a lot of intricacy to it uh so they come in seven inch 10 inch and 12 inch but yeah 10 inch is usually used as single singles and uh the the normal size is 12 inch, so. 
Yeah, I, 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 I would, I would not buy a record cutter that only cut ten-inch records. I, I wouldn't do that. I, I might buy one that only did twelve-inch. I'd prefer one that did all sizes, because you know there's nothing wrong with putting out a little single every now and then. But like, uh, I, I, I just think generally like, um. Let's see. Anyway, the Wired article continues. Better clear out sh several shelves of storage space vinyl heads because your record collection is about to expand into infinity. Soon you'll be able to get absolutely anything on vinyl. Even better, you'll be able to make it. Um, the Phono Cut is an analog vinyl lathe, the first consumer device capable of making custom records immediately, right there in your home, assuming you're willing to pay $1,100 for the privilege. When is this from? Oh, 2019. So, about three years ago. But I don't think the technology has gotten any more accessible since this. Like, it, it's not... It's really fucking expensive, needlessly expensive, and that's why, I mean, maybe, maybe there is a reason why it's this expensive. Maybe it legitimately is just this difficult to burn your own record. It probably is, you know. It's, it, it is some, it is some, like, very, uh, it, it is some very high-tech, you know, high-intensity type shit. Um... Anyway, uh, it continues. Uh, the device cuts 10-inch vinyl records, which can hold about 10 to 15 minutes of audio on each side. So yeah, basically useless. Unless you're able to cut, you know, 45 minutes onto a record, like why, who would who, who'd want a 10-inch record? I, I'm not even sure why you would design, like, the first consumer-grade record printer for such a stupid... for such a, like... Why 10-inch? You know? Why not, like... And according to Google, 10-inch is, like, the rarest size. Like, 7-inch can hold one song per side, you know, single size, and 10-inch is, like, not that easy to come by, and I, I assume some records don't even have the right some record players don't even have the right speed for it. Um, I, 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 I don't know who'd want 10 to 15 minutes. It, it's just like, it seems like a, like a, like a waste, you know. Uh, it's a connected device. A companion app helps with formatting and song arrangement to better fit your music onto the two sides. Oh, great, it's like the fucking Juicero. It's the fucking Juicero of, a. Uh, record cutters, you know, it's like as a fucking app built into it. And I don't get that, because like, what if what if I'm transferring audio from my tape deck to my record player? Suppose I want to transfer some of my songs off my tape deck onto my, you know, record cutter. Like, what do you do then? Does this have a fucking RCA input, or does it just have a shitty USB input? I can't imagine the pros use this shit. I really doubt the pros who, you know, whose job it is to cut records have to have a fucking app. And I honestly don't even know, like, if you're the type of person to spend $1,100 on a record cutter, 
and you're not even good at song arrangement, and you can't even just, like, clip together an audio file that allows for it to be pressed onto a record, like, I, I don't know who'd, who'd buy this and then not know how to, like, arrange songs so that they fit in, like, 10 to 15 minutes. It's not that hard. You just have to choose your songs that are less than 10 to 15 minutes. You know, you can put, like, two, three, maybe even four songs on this thing. Still not enough. Anyway. Uh, I think I think it looks like a pretty big scam here. So, if you're gonna if you're gonna get the phono cut, just kind of you know consider that like it's really not it's probably not the highest quality, and you're probably not gonna get the best deal. So like you know, um. This kind of consumer alert. Because, yeah, gosh, uh, there's the official, oh, there's an official website for this thing. This is just like why I, why I stay out of vinyl, because it has too much of a cult around it. There's too many people being like crazy for vinyl, and I get it. Vinyl sounds good. I'm, I might even argue vinyl sounds a little better than tape. Uh, it has really good sound reproduction, but, like, there's no need to be this fucking crazy over it, you know? And I can definitely see why it's a hipster thing, because, uh, you know, hipsters are very into this shit, but... I, I, I don't want to generalize here. You can enjoy records without being a hipster. I mean, it's it's natural. They're a good fucking format, but... I just think it's inaccessible, like, nobody can press shit onto them, unless you're like Harry Styles, or, you know, Notorious B.I.G. I, I do see a lot of new shit, uh, at, at the record store. I see, uh, I see Harry, the new Harry Styles album, uh, Harry's House or whatever. Daddy's Home by St. Vincent. Heck, I'd buy that. Uh, fantastic album. I'd like to have that on vinyl, but, you know, I don't even have a record player. I, I do have a record player, but it's like a Fisher-Price record player. And uh, it has something where it keeps making this bumping noise whenever it goes around, so it's not that fun to listen to records on. You can listen to records on it, but it's not that much fun. I, 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 I might get a turntable eventually. Uh, anyway, continuing on with this Wired article. Uh, at its core... The phono cut was designed for simplicity. All you have to do is plug in an audio cable, like from a headphone jack, at, and uh, press play. It has to be idiot-proof, says Florian Doc Caps, an Austrian analog enthusiast and phono cut confounder. Uh, not, not confounder, sorry, uh, co-founder. Even I myself should be in a position to cut the records. Well, yeah, I'd hope so, considering you invented the damn thing. But, like, I, I don't think if you buy a record cutter it should be that simple. It should have options. Even my tape deck has options. You know, you can go high or normal speed when you're copying a tape, and you can choose between Type 1 and Type 2 tape. And you can also choose the different types of Dolby sound surround, which is very important. Or Dolby knows, not Dolby... Sounds around, uh, Dolby noise reduction. But you can also choose stereo or mono. And that kind of thing. It's very good to have options if you're investing in some audio equipment. 
I, I don't think it should be simple, especially if you're paying $1,100 for something. You should have options. And, like, they shouldn't be obtuse, but you should be able to use them and have options. Like I said, I think if there was a record cutter that was $1,100 and could press any size of record, 12-inch, 10-inch, or 7-inch, that'd be fucking great. That'd be worth $1,100, but it can only press 10-inch. Like, uh, that that's not enough, that's not enough options. The machine works in real time. Yeah, I'd expect it to. I don't imagine a record cutter works any other way. Uh, as the music plays, a diamond stylus etches the sound wave straight into the surface of the vinyl. Theoretically, you could put any audio you want on there. Yeah, no shit. Same with the tape deck, except tape deck's way cheaper. Uh, a custom playlist, your own embarrassing electronica experiments, whale sounds, whatever. After a half hour of playback, you have a physical saucer of sound ready to pick up, hold, and toss on a turntable. Yeah, I guess. That's... that... that sounds... I, I, I'm not sure why they feel the need to specify that you... it, it works in real time. Like, yeah, of course it does. Um... Obviously, tapes, you can record them in high speed, and they'll be way less quality, but, like... Records, I can't even imagine what that looked like not working in real time. Maybe some, like, big music studios have equipment that can do that, but it doesn't sound the best. Caps, who has a fascination with the ways that analog technologies engage the senses, dreamed up the machine with his business partners. Digital has a big problem, you know. It's not real, Caps says. You can very easily access it, but you only can see it or you can hear it. You never can lick it, you cannot smell it, and you can't touch it. We human beings do have these five senses, and at the end of the day, we need all these five senses to fall in love, to feel happy, to build trust. Yeah, I guess. You can lick a record. That's true. Like, I think this is a bad argument, because at the most, like, you're gonna, you're gonna hear the album, and you might be seeing the record label, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna smell the vinyl. Vinyl isn't that, uh, aromatic of a material or anything. Um, tape is. Tape has a really recognizable, uh, smell to it, but vinyl doesn't really. But the point being, when you're playing it, I think the only reason analog works is just because the sound quality is fucking better. That's been proven. Uh, Neil Young, absolute fucking savage, I know Neil Young. Um, he has a funny quote where he says that listening to digital audio is like taking a shower uh, in little ice particles. It's really funny. Uh, that's accurate, you know. I, I'd say that's that's a pretty good pretty good example uh the resurgence of vinyl records blah 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 of course jack white's label has been cutting live studio performances to acetate yeah i should hope so he's one of the most successful contemporary rock musicians uh, of, of all time i should hope his shit gets pressed to vinyl uh other small presses are popping up to fuel the demand for vinyl product from independent artists, but if the phono cut can live up to the great expectations it's setting for itself, 
it could usher in a whole new era of the vinyl experience. This is the thing, though, is that, like, people who are big fans of vinyl, they don't just want a record that's pressed from a digital audio file. They want the master tape, you know? They want, like, the master tape. And that's the appeal for most records, especially from, like, the 60s, you know? Like, if you're hearing Steppenwolf or Led Zeppelin, you're not hearing, you know, a digital audio file, because they didn't have those back then. What you're hearing is the master tape, the most authentic sound reproduction. So if the, all the phono cut can do, I, I doubt it even has an RCA jack, so you can't even transfer from tape. If all it has is a USB port, and you can just transfer in digital audio files... Like, it's not going to sound that great. It's definitely not going to sound as good as, like, Michael Jackson Thriller or something. And, uh, it's not going to be, like, the best possible sound experience you can get. But, people love records, but they don't know anything about how they are produced, Cap says. We have to inspire them to think about it and raise their awareness for the possibilities of what they can do with it. I mean, I should hope that if you buy records, you at least know a little bit about how a record works, like that it's got the grooves and whatnot, and the needle goes through the grooves. It's not that hard to understand. In fact, understanding how records are produced is probably the most simple. There are more fundamental technology than cassettes, so you can even understand it better. Um, but like... Yeah, I guess if you open people's eyes up to the potential and possibilities of getting your own record cutter, like, yeah, it's neat to have your own record cutter. But you know what's even fucking cooler? Having your own tape deck, because you can get 90 minutes of audio. It sounds just as good. And, uh, albeit in a different way, obviously. Tapes do sound different from records. Um, and... It's way easier, way more consumer-friendly. It, it's a fucking snap to record onto your own tapes. It's really easy. So, I, it, it's, just, it's, it's just how it works, you know. Vinyl does not have as much potential as cassette. I'm gonna say it. Vinyl does not have as much potential as cassette for the consumer market. There's just no way. The phono cut unit itself is about the size of regular home turntable, blah blah blah. When people are making these records, it's about the meaning of them, the emotional process. He compares cutting a custom record to assembling a mixtape. Yeah, same fucking thing, except a mixtape, like I said, has more time on it, and you and it sounds good, and it's much cheaper to buy. It was the idea of making it, and then taping it in real time, and giving it to someone. That's the same emotion that we dream of this machine bringing for others. I like how, uh... I, I like how they talk about tape in, like, the past tense. Like, tape is a more an antiquated technology than frickin' vinyl. Um, you can make a mixtape, and I guarantee making a mixtape way fucking easier than cutting your own record. Way cheaper. Because like I said, tape deck, a really, you can get a really high quality tape deck, you know, let's see on eBay right now. This is the, this is the online price, this, this is the cheapest you're gonna get, you know. Let's say like, you know, a Sony tape deck. 
uh, dual well, because that's what you need to make copies. Uh, uh, yeah, you can get one for like $200. $200 for a tape deck. That's a, that's a really good price, because you can make mixtapes and anything you want. You can burn any audio you want. You can record onto tape literally forever, right? Okay, that's hyperbolic, but like a hundred years, right? You pay two hundred dollars, and you have way more options. Just looking at the, these Sony tape decks, they're absolute beasts. They're absolute flipping beasts. Like, wow. I'm looking at a picture here, and it's got like, it's got like uh, stereo, stereo view. Uh, standby, all kinds of stuff. They all have different options, but uh, they have way more options. It, it it looks confusing at first, but it's easy to figure out once you get the hang of it. And it's really worth it, because this phono cut thing seems way, way too flippin', like, complicated. Um... It's not an art project, Cap says. We you really want to change the world of the music industry and offer a new option. Yeah, I'd hope it's not just a fucking insincere uh, art project or whatever you call it. I do hope eventually vinyl cutters make their way onto the mainstream market. That'd be cool. But right now they're not there. They're way too fucking expensive. And honestly, I don't know how the set hasn't completely... Like, it, it's so much cheaper and easier to burn your own tapes, to record your own tapes. Um, the company says it plans to ship the first run of units in December 2020. It might be a long delay, but Caps isn't worried about it. He says that the appeal will always be there. Yeah, duh, everyone likes vinyl. Um, so this came out, like I said, in October 10th. 2019, so it was actually a whole year before the Phono Cut was released. Let's check out their website here. Um, Dear Phono Cut supporters, sorry for the super long wait. Finally, we are in the position to provide the long-awaited update regarding the future of Phono Cut. Below, please find two versions. One, as very short summary. Two, as much longer explanation. Obviously, English isn't these guys' first language, but that's to be understood because they, you know, are Austrian or whatnot. Um, this pop-up comes up. Has it still not been released? Crazy. Uh, uh, at the top of the page here, it there's a quote from that exact Wired article. You'll be able to get absolutely anything on vinyl. Even better, you'll be able to make it. Is Wired the only paper that interviewed these guys? Dang. Oh, no, there's some other quotes here. The Polaroid camera of the music world. Mixtapes will never be the same. You're not making a mixtape, you're making a fucking record. Think of all the money you'll save on dinner and flowers. What? Anybody who pre-orders will be sharing their, their cover versions of Like a Prayer 
or their custom cut playlists with their friends in no time. If you could cut your own records and stay up all night sliding them into sleeves and then bring them to the shows, that would be revolutionary. Yeah, it sure fucking would. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Any, anyone will be able to say what they want to say on wax. DJs who use vinyl could also print their own sample libraries on demand. A convenient way to make limited runs for small labels. We got a lot of big talk here from a lot of different publications like Engadget, The Fader, Pool Hunting, uh, so on and so forth. I don't know why they say mixtapes will never be the same, because if you make a record, you're not making a mixtape, you're making like an actual vinyl record. And that needs to be taken with a bit more seriousness, you know? If you're coming out on vinyl, that's like the big leagues. So, you should treat vinyl like you know a, a serious accomplishment you know not just like a little thing like if you're on vinyl you've pretty much made it uh anyway update from january 7th 2022 the future of phono cut here we have a picture of uh, a bunch of cassette tapes i guess you can transfer cassette onto this i i should hope so you have a it looks like an old Sony TV behind the record player. Uh, this photo is just so hipster. hipster uh, it's a very hipster photo. Dear Phono Cut supporters, sorry for the super long wait. Finally, we are in the position to provide the long awaited update regarding the future of Phono Cut. Below, please find two versions. One, as very short summary. Two, as much longer explanation. Again, and not, not, it should say a very short summary, but whatever, these guys are Austrian. Um, one, we have made positive progress, but realistically, your machine will not be in your hands before the end of 2024 at the very earliest. As explained below, the refund option remains open for you 24-7. Oh, damn. Freaking, what, two, three years? That is nuts. All these fucking Kickstarter projects, you know, the fucking intangible product mindset. It's it's so awful for, like, innovation. I bet this was funded on Kickstarter, one of those. I, I just know it. Um, I mean, shit. I mean, maybe not, but... If anyone's investing in this, I'd like to see it. I I don't know who would get a, a freaking home rec like I think I think it's cool. It sounds neat. But if you're going to get something on vinyl for fuck's sake, you know, just go to a professional record cutter. There's plenty here in Denver at least. There's like there's got to be like 5, you know, that'll press your records. And, you know, you pay for it, but then you sell it at, you know, slightly more, so you make a profit. But, like, I honestly don't know who'd, do, who'd go to all this trouble to pay $1,000 for a project that doesn't even exist, you know? What's the point? I, I don't understand this type mindset. It, it's weird. 
Uh, I'd only pay for this if, if it if it existed and it could be delivered to me in a, in a fucking week. They have a little uh, diagram here. Cut your very own high-quality record in three simple steps. One, place blank disc. Two, connect audio source. Three, press start button. Um, it looks pretty simple, but it doesn't, again, it doesn't even fucking exist. I, I like how, I like how they act like getting blank discs is so, like, easy. Let's see how much blank, blank vinyls go for on, uh, online. Just for the kick, it's gotta be more expensive than blank tapes. Um, blank records. Uh, God, they're not even, they're not even sold online. Oh, yeah, here we go. 12-inch record blank 5-pack from recordblanks.com. So there is a site that you can buy 12-inch uh, blank records. 1750 That's pretty much. I can get, I can get 5-packs of Maxell for like $5 at the thrift store. Much cheaper. And also, you can never find blank records at uh, thrift stores or garage sales or anything like that because they're not easy to come by. They gotta be printed out specifically as blanks. I, I also just don't like that you can't record over vinyl. It seems like there's no versatility to it because with tapes you can just re-record shit onto them forever. I have a tape right now that I use for like live shows and samples and shit and it, it's... I've been using it for, like, five months, just continually recording over it, and it's insanely useful. But, like... Uh, phono cut. Sound samples. Have you ever thought of cutting your own records? Listen to how phono cut will change your life. Get inspired. Alright, let's see how we get inspired here. Uh... What is this? It's like, it's like, does it exist or not? Uh, this is a, this is, I, I feel like I've stumbled across, like, this weird rabbit hole of, like, you know, non-existent future technology. It's like reading one of those old articles from the 60s about flying cars or whatever in the year 2010. Except, like, no, I'm reading it right now. I'm reading about this non-existent futuristic technology that's way too ambitious. Um, let's see. Uh, the reason for the many weeks of silence that have passed since our last mail is ground still grounded in the painful fact that we had to learn and therefore and thereafter acknowledge that we considerably underestimated the complexity of our task. Well, yeah, you know, that's why I assume, I assume cutting a record is kind of difficult, because you gotta have, like... Don't you have to have, like, a laser? You do it with lasers, right? Or something. It's not just, like, playing a record. You got you gotta... You, you gotta... Let's see... I, I can't imagine it'd be that easy to just buy your own record printer. I, I really don't buy it. Oh, yeah, Kickstarter. I knew it.
it. I know it's a fucking Kickstarter piece of shit. Damn, this gets unwired. Hell, I, I should put Nicholas Comics on Kickstarter, then they'd get unwired. I, I thought Wired was a respectable publication. I guess not. Anyway, the uh, the update continues. This emerged during the extensive tests with our first five prototypes. As amazingly as they do perform, even exceeding our wildest dreams regarding the quality of cuts, we simply could not get the usability down to the essentially needed level of simplicity and automation. Mass-producing these machines and sending them out all over the world would simply only create a total nightmare of troubled and disappointed customers and kill our dream forever. So every single drop of our energy in the past weeks was spent to fight for new solutions, new investors, new strategies, and finally, for many of you most important, a new timeline with concrete dates. Shit, by the time they finish this, the fucking vinyl excitement will be over and everyone will have moved on to compact cassettes. I'm telling you, it's not long until, like, everyone just realizes how effective uh, compact cassettes are. You can 90 mi get 90 minutes of audio. That's twice what you can get, even on the biggest size record. So, like, it, it's, it really is just a no-brainer. And it's not to say I don't think vinyl should be great easy to access, and you should be able to burn your own vinyl if you want. But for fuck's sake, I do think you should get a professional studio to do it, instead of trusting these snake oil guys on fucking Kickstarter. Um, so, uh, as you maybe can imagine, also the COVID crisis contributed a lot to make our very delicate situation even more challenging, with many partners locking down and prices for parts and materials going crazy. To be completely honest, I never have been feeling so close to giving up on our dream. But... And here finally the short positive part of the update begins. We did not only survive these super tough months, but we also found new super strong partners who do share our visions and are willing and ready to cover the costs for our next steps of development. What has to be done now is to build another 10 prototype machines as fast and as focused as possible. Implementing all the incredible development concepts and new solutions which we have worked out over the past months, we are now more optimistic that these updates and changes will solve most, if not all, of the issues we are currently struggling with. These next-gen machines will be up and running and ready for extensive 24-7 testing and cutting in Q4 2022. Next-gen machines? You don't even have the first-gen machine out. You can't- you don't get to call your 10th prototype or your fucking... 15th prototype next gen it's still a fucking prototype you haven't built the first gen yet i i don't get it it's it's ridiculous so much for the good news and our new realistic target for 2022 now for the question which rightfully raises your eyebrow regarding the delivery date of your personal phono cut machine 
Playing with open cards, we want to inform you that even if these new prototypes will finally get us a major step closer to the machines we are fighting for since more than two years by now, we realistically will need a minimum of another 18 to 24 more months before we finally can start to fulfill our promise and deliver your personal machine to you. So realistically, your machine will not be in your hands before the end of 2024 at the very earliest. Great. Uh, that's... This is, this is exactly what I would expect. I really like how the Wired article makes it sound like... Keep in mind, this started in 2019, so it's been like... It's been like... It's, it's been like five years for this shit. To think that people are still buying into this when when you can buy a tape deck right now and make 90-minute recordings of absolutely anything. I just love how the hipster mentality is like, oh yeah, mixtapes, those are a thing of the past. But you know what? what's going to really catch on here? $1,100 record cutters record way less time and don't even exist yet. Get it. However, before you slam your computer, hit, hit the refund link below and hate us to the end of eternity and beyond, please allow me a few more words. A. First of all, we want to carefully whisper sorry again from the deepest bottom of our analog heart. We really, really underestimated the whole project, and even without the crisis, we would have been wildly and breathtakingly delayed. We are truly sorry that we have overpromised so profoundly. Yeah, you should you should have thought about this before you go to fucking Wired and you're like, oh yeah, this will be out by fucking 2022 or whenever they said it was gonna be out. This will be out by the end of December 2020. Like, holy shit. I don't get it. it. It it's really just like it's like it's like arguing that you can get the quality of like you know Motown records in your phone or whatever. There are certain points at which like you don't have the right technology for something, so you're not going to be able to make the same quality. And I I fully accept that, right? I have very basic i have a very basic amateur setup for recording and I, I fully acknowledge that my tapes aren't going to sound as good maybe as ones put out by warner records where they have pro audio engineers and you know full sound boards and mixers and shit like there's a certain there's a certain point at which you just have to accept that like a given piece of technology is not going to be like it, it it can't perform what maybe a better piece of technology can, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You you probably cannot get as good sound quality from the phono cut as you can from going to an actual record studio and asking them to press you some shit. You probably can't. Uh, B. We still think that maybe it could make some sense if you really can't afford to stay with us, tremble with us, dream with us and finally succeed with us as we just closed the pre-order and will not reopen it until after all the existing 
remaining orders will have been shipped and tested by you, our wonderful pioneers. Oh man, I I don't I don't know how much of this is due to that English isn't these guys' first language, but like tremble with us and succeed. I maybe they just should have written this this website in Austrian, but maybe it'd be big in Austria. I don't know. Maybe it maybe it's an Austrian thing. Um. You will be among the very first pioneers to receive their machines at your original pledged amount as soon as they will be finally ready. That, although we had to learn that the final price for producing such a machine will be about three to four times higher than originally calculated, resulting in a new estimated RRP of a minimum of 8,000 to 10,000 euros to United States dollars. So maybe the prospect that your expenditure could turn into a satisfactory long-term investment might ease your anger and pain that we really do understand and apologize for. Like, so, so they're not going to force their Kickstarter backers to, uh, pay four times, they're going to say, okay, you can still get your machine for just $1,100. But now the machines are going to cost fucking 8,000 euros or 10,000 US dollars. That's insane. At that point, just go to a fucking record studio. You'll get it cheaper. You'll get a better deal just going to the fucking record studio than paying 10,000 fucking dollars for a phono cut. This is, this is, this is great. Again, I don't even, 90% of the time, I swear, I don't even plan this shit. I started with Owner of a Lonely Heart, and I found this. Isn't the, isn't the magic of the internet just beautiful? Isn't it just beautiful how you find this weird shit, just spontaneously, if you, if you look for it? Uh... Okay, perhaps with a better understanding of our phono-cut struggle, you can now take your decision for a refund, or, as we still do hope for very much, to stay with us, as we will continue this fight, not only with all our energy, blood, sweat, and tears, but also with the best team of powerful partners, supporters, and friends we ever had. Uh, as has been the case for y for the past year and will be in the future, the refund stays open for you 24-7, as long as we have not delivered our machines. So all you have to do is to go to our online contact sheet at phonocut.com and select the refund option. So you do not have to take your decision right away. Yeah, I should hope the refund stays open. Like, at least these guys aren't straight out scammers but uh, honestly if i paid for the phono cut if i paid one thousand one hundred dollars for the phono cut in 2019 and they hadn't delivered by uh 2022 and i had to wait till 2024 i'd probably just not get a refund at that point because I obviously I wouldn't need the one thousand one hundred dollars anymore if it's been gone for like three years, you know, and it's not I'm not gonna see any returns off it for the next two years. On the other hand, like 
if I if I could get a refund of my one thousand dollars and then you know wait until like comes out and it's ten thousand dollars, like no shit, I'll get it for one thousand dollars. Just to think that it's gonna be ten thousand dollars. That's fucking hilarious. Here's an article from uh, UrbanDaddy.com called "You Can M You Make Your Own Records at Home Now." Record straight to vinyl with the touch of a button. Again, this is from October 28, 2019. This is fucking hilarious. After mixtapes in the 80s, compilation CDs in the 90s, and a new millennium full of playlists, home recording technology has finally caught up with the 70s. First off, I, I think defining the decades by a given technology is a terrible idea because there's a ton of overlap. Like, mixtapes have been around since the 70s and are still around. Compilation CDs weren't that common in the 90s. They're more common in the 2000s. Um, and vinyl's been around since, you know, the fucking 30s. So, like, there's nothing particularly 70s about vinyl. It's... Well, maybe not the 30s, you know, the older records are made out of a different material, so they're not technically vinyl, I get it, but, um, it, it, this, this article is really getting the, getting the cassette fan in me, uh, kind of, kind of crazed here. With the Phonocut home vinyl recorder, an ingenious device that allows you to record anything you want straight to vinyl, now shipping through Kickstarter. Uh, and ke keep in mind, this is 2019, and uh, it's not shipping through Kickstarter. It'll be shipping through Kickstarter in 2024. It's a simple tabletop machine that looks like a record player. You put a blank record on the turntable, plug the machine into any audio source you have using a mini jack, press the start button, and record your music straight to the blank, turning it into a brand new LP. Now that's a fucking lie, because LP, long play, means 45 minutes, full album length. Um, what you're talking there is an EP, extended play, okay? You're not talking an LP, you're talking an EP. Maybe not a single, maybe 7 inches single, 10 inches, you know, EP. You're not talking an LP. Stop fucking lying. Then again, I wouldn't expect UrbanDaddy.com to know what an LP means. This is useful in case you want to win a Grammy. Hey, no reason to shoot low, especially now that you can hook this up to your home studio and record live sessions straight to wax and legitimately tell people you're a producer at bars. You know how else you can tell people you're a producer if you own a fucking tape deck? You're more of a producer, because tape decks are actual, real technology that actually really have real shit behind them, and they're not a Kickstarter clown project. Um, and, like, you're using what producers actually would have been using, or a lot of producers, anyway. Go digital to vinyl. You've got digital files of one-off rarities and bizarre remixes that one can only find on the internet but there are minds you'd like to blow at your next club date by putting it on vinyl. Ta-da, that's what this is for. Yeah, imagine going to the club, 
and uh, you you were like, now you can listen to T- Taco Bell and Pizza Hut on vinyl, and you pull out a record, and it's got the Taco Bell and Pizza Hut song on it, and you put it on the turntable, and everyone is like, what? The Taco Bell Pizza Hut song is now on vinyl? Holy shit. And you pump that over the speakers, you're like, it's at the Taco Bell, it's at the Pizza Hut, I'm at the combination Taco Bell and Pizza Hut, and they're like, oh my god. Honestly, there's probably more one-off rarities and bizarre remixes on vinyl, or uh, obviously there's more on cassette, because cassette's a much more accessible technology. Um, You can find some insane shit on, on cassette, but... You can find more shit that's exclusive that you can't find anywhere else on cassette than you ever could on the internet. Make a mixed record. A playlist doesn't say I love you. Not like putting together a mix, then committing it to record for your favorite vinyl junkie to treasure. You can even make vinyl straight from the radio. As long as you remember what a radio is... What? I love how hipsters just self-deprecate their own interest in shit. Oh, you know, radios? They're so fucking old. Aren't I crazy for listening to the radio? What? I don't get it. Anyway, uh, Phono Cut. Phono Cut is flippin' hilarious here. I like this. Um... (laughs) $1,100 $1,100 for something that won't exist until 2024. And you can't buy it for $1,000 anymore. It's going to be fucking 8000 10000 euros, dollars, whatever. That's insane. That's insane. Where is the, where's the Kickstarter? Let's see here. Uh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter phono cut. I, I got, this I gotta see. This I gotta see. Yeah, let's see. Here we go. Kickstarter.com. I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Kickstarter is full of fucking shit. And if you're a respectable company and you actually have a product that you want to see succeed, you know, go on Shark Tank, actually care and get real investors to invest in it. Don't just get every random moron with a fucking credit card online to invest. They're not investors. They don't know what to fucking invest in. They don't know shit. internet to fund your crap if it's good investors will buy in buy into it you know oh wow 387 backers pledged 458,689 euros to help bring this project to life sounds like it's pretty much fucking dead but uh, let's say on average, uh, four thousand five hundred and fifty-eight, uh, six hundred and eighty-nine dollars divided by three hundred and eighty-seven. So on average, the backers of this project pay one thousand one hundred and eighty-five euros. Which how much is that in 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 dollars? Because the Wired article said dollars. Um. 1,185 euros 
to dollars. I I'd expect better from the European Union than shoveling out this fucking garbage. Uh, then again, you know, I guess I guess the European Union has their own fair share of trash coming out on Kickstarter. It's probably a worldwide phenomenon. One th uh, right now, the exchange rate is that uh, one thousand one hundred and eighty-five euros equals one thousand one hundred and eighty-nine United States dollars. So, yeah, a little over. That's uh, probably sales tax or something. I don't know. Um, anyway. The, the extra 89 whatever. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Here we go. Here's the different tiers. This is the best part. This is the best part here. Pledge $10 or more. Be part of the revolution. Or, sorry, not $10. 10 euros. Pledge 10 euros or more. You can be part of the revolution. Even if you are not in the position to right away pledge for our magic recorder, we need all the support we can get to make our big dream come true. All our supporters in this category will be listed on the very first page of our phono cut manual for eternity and beyond. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like how they call their recorder magic. Vinyl isn't magic, you know. It, it 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 goes to show how much they these hipster guys actually know about vinyl. I I can't imagine these guys are actually like experienced audio technicians know anything about the industry. They're probably just fucking Austrian hipsters. Uh, pledge forty five euros or more. Cutting edge T-shirt. Caress your body or super high-quality phono-cut t-shirt. Okay, that's a weird way of putting it, but whatever. Uh, screen printed by hand in our all-analog phono-cut manufactory in the heart of Vienna. Well, yeah, would you expect a t-shirt to be produced digitally? What the fuck? <laughs> well, do you, do you expect it to be freaking on Spotify, the phono-cut t-shirt? No. Estimated delivery, April 2020. Uh, let's see. Pledge 55 euros or more. Phono cut blank tin pack. Due to public demand, we are proud to introduce our splendid phono cut blanks in a very special price tin pack. Phono cut blank discs are made of our special recipe of vinyl for the highest fidelity, longest durability, and cleanest cut. This reward is the perfect add-on for all our proud new PhonoCut owners. To add the tin pack to your existing reward, please just add the amount of 55 euros to your existing PhonoCut pledge, or a multiple of this amount for 20, 30, 40 blanks. That's probably where the extra little bit on the average comes from. People bought blank tin packs. Again, if these guys can't put together a, a record cutter... I, I really doubt their blanks are that good. You should probably buy from, uh, what was that site? Recordblanks.com. Uh, yeah, recordblanks.com. Again, it's not that hard to find blank records. They cost more than blank tapes, but, you know, whatever. Um, okay, if you, if you pledge 1,499 euros or more, 
you're part of the Phono Clut the Phono Cut seventy eight club. Side B. The next seventy eight people get Phono Cut for five hundred euros off the one thousand nine hundred ninety nine euro retail price. So the Wired article back in uh, October 2019 says it's going to be like 1,100, you know, close to 1,000. Now they're saying it's going to be like 2,000 euros, not dollars. And with this, you get the Phono Cut Home Vinyl Recorder, uh, a Phono Cut Diamond Stylus Cartridge, five Phono Cut Blanks, an international power supply, and a detailed multilingual manual. Um, I don't know how a stylus cuts a record. That's not how it... That, that That's not how normal record cutters work. I thought they were done with, like, lasers. Right? I thought we, I thought it was done with lasers, but I, I, I could be wrong. I've never owned a, a record cutter. But I thought I don't think they just use styluses. How's how's that cut into a record? You know, I I really don't get it. Let's see. Um, uh, how how do you cut a record? Let me, let me look that up actually. How does a record cutter work? There's probably a pattern or diagram or something of it. It can't be easy to just cut your own fucking record. I guess it's diamond because diamond is hard, but there's styluses that are diamond that don't cut your record. Uh, A cutting machine is a record player whose pickup works in reverse. When playing a record, a voltage corresponding to the audio signal is generated in the cartridge. On the cutting lathe, the groove is cut into the lacquer by the cutter head stylus movements, which corresponds to the audio signal. Yeah, it's... It it doesn't look like... It is some heavy-duty shit. Like, maybe he uses his stylus, but it's, it's fucking, this thing's huge. I'm looking at a record, at like a real record cutter here, and it's some fucking pro shit. You got, you got, on one side there's like, the needle or whatever that cuts in. I, I swear I heard, uh, some of these use lasers, and I'd I buy it, because that's, uh, probably some use lasers, I don't know. It's some heavy-duty shit. It looks like something out of a mad scientist laboratory. You know, you got you got all these parts working together, all these weights and scales. I'd feel safe putting my record on this on this sucker. Good. Um, the phono cut. All I'm saying is that like you can't get the same experience with something that just looks like a turntable. If you just put a stylus on. And it just records it like playing a record. How the fuck does this work? It's not possible. If and when it ever does come out, you know, I'll probably watch some videos of it in action. Cause this, I gotta see. I gotta see this shit. 
they're probably getting tons of refunds. Uh, pledge 1,666 euros or more. You get the Phono Cut Kickstarter special. Additional 55 machines from our very first strictly limited production run at the end of 2020 are from now on reserved for you. Uh, they probably didn't get this. <laughs> probably didn't get this shit for 1,666 euros. Um, it, it's all prototypes. Doesn't fucking work. Like, no shit, you can't stuff a, a fucking record cutter to something the size of a turntable and just expect it to play like a record player but burn it. Like, I bet, I bet the people who made this thing probably read the article that says it, it just works like a record player in reverse, and they were like, oh, this'll be easy, we just, we just do it backwards. Come on. They don't know shit, and they just, is fucking, this is, this is great. Of course it's Kickstarter. I knew it. I know the Kickstarter language when I see it. Pledge 7,777 euros or more, you get the ultimate phono cut. Ready for your first phono cut golden record? Be among the 11 VIP PhonoCut Gold members backing this project with their pledge for the most posh edition ever. Delight yourself with this a matte golden shining aluminum casing I think that's a typo that will make this magic machine a rare collector's item right away including 77 special edition golden PhonoCut blanks. You get the home vinyl recorder, the diamond stylus cartridge, 77 phono cut gold blanks, uh, which obviously are not made out of gold, so it's just gold colored, uh, international power supply, and a detailed multilingual manual. So the only difference between the phono, between 1,666 euros with the phono cut Kickstarter special, and 7,000 is you get aluminum casing, it looks a little fancy, and you get 77 golden blank records instead of five normal ones that is, are not going to be collectible in the least. Uh, I, I guess maybe the phono cut will be collectible in the same way something like uh, the E.T. game from Atari will be collectible. Like, yeah, it's really rare, but it's because it's fucking shit and nobody wanted it. Um, uh, for nine, 999 euros or more, you get to be the Phono Cut Super Early Bird. Uh, you're, the, you're part of the 33 and a third club. Be fast, and one of the very first 33 people to get your Phono Cut for 1,000 euros off the recommended retail price, normally it's 2,000, but you can get it for 1,000. Your reward will include everything to start cutting your first phono cut record right away. Phono cut home vinyl recorder, diamond stylus cartridge, five blanks, international power supply, manual. Uh, pledge 1,099 or more. You get to be the phono cut early bird. 
How's that different? Oh, one is one is the super early bird, and one is just the normal early bird. Okay. Uh, Phono Cut 45 Club. The next 45 people get Phono Cut for $800 off the $2,000 retail price. So, one maybe this is where the Wired article got the price. $1,200. Um, the next 45 people get Phono Cut for 700 euros off. The next 78 people get Phono Cut for 600 off. Okay. I just you now people often ask me what what the kick why, why I fucking hate Kickstarter and I hate this stupid fucking online. This is the greatest example. Fucking presale. Who the fuck buys something on presale? Buy it when it fucking exists. You know, just buy it when it exists. I advise this with my comics. You know, Div Tap Volume Two and Three aren't out yet. But some people have paid for them in advance, and I highly advise against that, because I don't know when they'll be coming out, you know. It, it could come out in quite some time. So you shouldn't pay for something unless it exists. That's always my advice. Just don't fucking buy it if it doesn't fucking exist. It's not that hard. And if someone doesn't have adequate funds and, like, the shit to get it, you know, the, the equipment to make something a reality, just don't worry about it. It's not worth buying. Let's see, let's see, uh, they put together a little promotional video, too. I gotta love the fucking promotional videos. That's also just, uh, solid, solid gold on Kickstarter. The promotional videos. You'll love that. Uh, it's from Vienna, Austria. And Kickstarter has given it the Project We Love seal of approval badge of approval badge of approval i could probably put uh, golden golden dumps here on kickstarter and kickstarter would be like yeah we love this shit we we love this fucking garbage i don't get it i don't get who uses kickstarter just make shit you know now you can 100% rest assured with any Nicholas Comics project, this is a guarantee here, I'm never going to do a Kickstarter for it. If I say I'm going to make a tape, I'm going to buy the tapes myself, and you can buy the tapes from me once I've recorded onto them. I'm not going to make a fucking Kickstarter being like, oh, I need your help to pay for tapes in a tape deck and all this shit. I'll buy it myself first and then offer a real tangible product. Sale is for idiots. Got the video here. And I love how it says estimated delivery December 2020. You had no idea. You had no fucking idea, did you? Oh man. 400,000. 458,000 euros. And they say I offer up garbage. Say They say my products are impure. 450,000 fucking euros. Something that will not be existing until 2024. Attention ladies and gentlemen. New campaign stretch goal added. Please support us in reaching the new breathtaking funding goal of 500,000 euros. Yeah, maybe it's breathtaking for you because you're fucking getting it. 
it's not breathtaking for the people who are spending it. Uh, at least, uh, thank gosh they didn't reach that. That's good. Is this closed? It better be fucking closed. Oh. Maybe it's not closed yet. You can probably still fucking donate to it. We will happily reward each and every proud new owner of our phono cut with five blanks. So each phono cut will be delivered with a total of ten blanks for your first phono cut adventures. Wow. I could buy ten blank tapes right now for like twenty dollars and get over twice the length and record the and wait i just don't get it i don't get it. this is a hipster product this is a fucking hipster product there's just no fucking there's there's no other explanation for it let's go to a real record pressing site americanvinylcompany.com this is an american company professional shit you get you, you you're not involved in the process. You just say, "Here's the files I want burned onto record." You know, here's what I want, and and they do it for you, right? So here's their one to thirty record option. You know, you want to come out with a with a decent release. You know, you have a you have a release party, and you know, oh, so and so record, you can get you know my record on vinyl, on real vinyl for from. Real fucking professionals. I trust this American vinyl company. Um, 12 inch custom vinyl records. So, 12 inches. That's a good... That's a good length. 45 minutes. One album, right? That is $69. That's, seven, that's $70 for a custom vinyl record. But they probably have deals for $300 plus. Let's see. Uh... They got over 20 years of record cutting experience. Man, th the record cutter looks so, so fucking pro. Again, like the, these actual record cutters, they, they just, they're, they're so big, they have stuff on them, you know? They got, they got parts. Yeah, just looking at this, it's like, no shit, you can't get this with the fucking phono cut. <laughs> of course. Um, they use a record cutter called the Newman... VMS 66, which looks like an absolute beast. Like on top of this massive table. Holy shit. Uh, let's see. Um. How, how much, how much it cost? Uh. 1 to 30, let's, let's see, like 30... 30 records. Oh, you can get a splatter design. You like splatter design? You, you like, you like, uh, you like splatter designs? They got splatter designs for, you can get a 7-inch splatter design that looks way cooler than the Golden Phono Cut for $84. That's a decent price. That's a decent price. And this isn't just, this isn't just, oh, I'm buying a fucking blank record. This is like professional shit. Professional fucking mastering. It doesn't get better. One-off in short-run uh, lathe-cut vinyl records. Uh, oh, you can even get the 10-inch custom vinyl. And 7-inch is only $30 for a 7-inch for a custom vinyl record. Fuck, I'd do it. 
If I if I had seventy dollars, no shit. Uh, again, there's plenty here in Denver, but I, I think there's like five, three, five vinyl presses here in Denver. Vinyl's big here in Denver, and I I, I don't get who buys this phono cut. Fucking hipsters. It's hipster shit. It's for people who don't understand records, don't understand the actual like. What you actually have to do to press a fucking record. You might be saying, Oh, yeah, well, you know, you're, you're just short-sighted, Nicholas. This is the future. I really don't think it is. I really don't buy it. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. If you are not a proud owner of a phono cut yet, Get one of the last units available for pre-sale on Kickstarter now. Uh, nobody's a proud owner of a phono cut yet. It doesn't fucking exist. Man, I, I gotta revisit this once they come out with the new update in like 2026 or whatever. Uh, let's see. Records made by you. What? Since the invention of records in 1889, mankind has been dreaming of an affordable machine to produce small editions of high-quality records right on top of the office desk or even the living room table. I don't think anyone has been dreaming of that. Most big rock stars have just ex kind of accepted that if you want to get big and you want to be on vinyl, you'll pay some guy or some studio to do it for you who owns a record press, because they're pretty fucking expensive. And, you know, I can't imagine, like, the Rolling Stones being like, oh, yeah, let's press our own records. No, you go to the record label. That's what, It's in the fucking name, record label. They make records for you. Today, more than 120 years later, the production of records is still locked up behind the walls of pressing plants. Oh, no. It seems that it's been surpassed by compact cassette, which is way more accessible to the average consumer, and you can burn like five tapes a day. Yeah. I, I, gee, I wonder why record cutters are still very niche technology. Could it be that we've kind of surpassed that with, like, compact cassettes? No, those are an 80s thing. I don't get it. I don't get why why hipsters don't go for tapes. They should. It's a much more accessible, you know, you could make five, you could make a hundred fucking copies of your boring hipster folk rock jam and put it out, you know? I, I don't get it, what it is with vinyl and hipsters. Um, and you might say, oh, Nicholas, you know, hipsters are into cassettes too. Nowhere near vinyl. Vinyl is like the hipster, it's the hipster holy grail. Every hipster has a fucking turntable and tons of vinyl, and, you know. Which is not to say that everyone who owns that record player in vinyl is a hipster, just that by default every hipster owns a fucking record player. Allow us to introduce the Phonocut Home Vinyl Recorder. For the first time, anyone can now make quality records at home with just the push of a button. How? Most importantly, you do not need any technical background to operate our phono cut. You should have you should have a technical background, a basic understanding of how vinyl works. 
to press a record. You should not be wasting blanks if you don't fucking know how to press a record. That's a waste of vinyl. I'm just going to come out and say it. If you don't know anything about vinyl, and you're not willing to learn how the fucking, you know, machine used by the American Vinyl Company, the frickin' Von Neumann 3300 or whatever works, you don't deserve to be able to make vinyl, you know? If you're not... if. You, don't know how to use a tape deck, or don't know how to use a typewriter, or anything. Just don't use it, if you're that stupid. Uh, step one. Put the photo phono-cut vinyl blank onto the turntable. Connect the device to the audio source of your choice. Press the start button to start the recording. Press the start button again to end the recording. Maximum playtime will be 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the sonic profile of the audio. As opposed to, you know, a, a real, a real 45 inch where it's like 22, um, per side, 45 altogether. Uh, this is just ridiculous. This is absurd. Yeah, I, I think I, I get it now. 7 inches singles, 10 inches extended play, 12 inches long play. But if this doesn't let you do 12 inch, it's literally useless. It, it, who wants just to make extended plays? If you, it, like, I, I don't get who'd make, I don't get who'd buy this just to make 10-inch records. It seems like such an obvious design limitation, and why would they choose that? Why not just choose 12-inch records? Why wouldn't, why can't they just make a slightly bigger machine for 12-inch records. That's the normal size of record that people know. I don't get it. Yes, it can. Please ha- Can it work? Yes, it can. Please have a look at this uncut VHS video demonstration directly from our hotel room at the Making Vinyl Conference in LA featuring our fully functional phono cut and arts and music technologist Cameron V. Is this VHS? I guess it's VHS, yeah. If they have a working phono cut, why the fuck do they need to make 10 more prototypes? Wow, Cameron, you're such a, you're such a boundary pusher here recording your voice directly onto a record, just like how Mick Jagger and the Beach Boys and every fucking... everyone who ever was with a record label back in the 60s and 70s did. Like, isn't that how it works? You talk into a microphone, it cuts the record. That's how records, at least with the big stars back in the 60s and 70s, I assume worked. Either that or it was put onto a master tape. Like, reel-to-reel, but, like... Wow, Cameron probably thinks it's as amazing that he's filming on VHS. This is... this is just some hipster shit. Okay, so, this is supposed to give the impression. And, you know, I know what you're gonna say out there. Oh, Nicholas, you use VHS, that makes you a hipster. I just use VHS because it fucking works. You know? That's the difference between me and these phono cut guys, okay? 
I use VHS because I have a VCR and it fucking works and it wasn't designed on Kickstarter. And these guys are on Kickstarter, so that's some hipster shit. But anyway. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the only reason they filmed this video on VHS is because they're hipsters, but whatever. Uh <laughs> Oh man, this is great. Is it VHS? Maybe they use a different transfer thing, but... Is it VHS? I think it is. They probably use Lenovo. So he starts the phono cut up and it starts spinning. He has to, like, adjust it, or... Alright. So he takes it off the phono cut, puts it on the record player... Oh, wow, he did it. Wow, he's truly accomplished something amazing here. He's recorded his voice directly onto a record. Who would have thought this is possible? Like, yeah, no shit, you can do that. If you need to make ten more fucking prototypes, it's probably not anywhere close to good sound quality. I don't get it. Just make mixtapes. It's not that hard. You buy a tape deck for like $200, and you can make mixtapes forever. I don't get it. Honestly, why do I, or does the world, need this? Even if you have never, even, even if you might never have thought about creating your personal vinyl record so far, and even if you do not even own a turntable yet, you will easily fall in love with our phono cut as it opens up a whole new universe of creative possibilities. Please allow us to start inspiring you with a sh first short list of some exciting projects we enjoyed the most while playing around with our first fully functional prototype. So here they give some examples. Alright, we're getting to the good shit. A. Phono cut mixtape records. Again, that's a, that's an oxymoron. Tapes aren't records. They're two different fucking things. Hell, call it a mix record. That's honest. Don't call it a mixtape. It's not a mixtape. It's a mixtape if it's on cassette. Or, hell, even if it's on 8-track or microcassette. Those are also mixtapes, because they use tape. Records don't use tape. What are you talking about? Especially for everybody... The perfect way to cast digital music into analog grooves. Create your very personal phono cut from your favorite digital playlists, or even the radio. Bring back the iconic feeling of the glorious mixtape era. And never forget that, ma that maybe there has never been a better way to say I miss you or I love you than with a very carefully selected personal dedicated recording of no other time, of no other kind. You know how to bring back the glorious mixtape era more? Make a mixtape on a tape deck. It's not... It's not a mixtape, it's a record. You're just gonna waste fucking vinyl just saying like, Yeah, I miss you. Bye. It's what a fucking answering machine is for. What is this? It's like... 
such a waste of vinyl. There's all these blanks that could have, like, professional, you know, albums recorded onto them by people who actually give a shit. People actually want it. Instead, it's just gonna be like, oh, I miss you. And then, like, seven minutes of some jackass playing the recorder. Or the, the, the flute or something. Or the, the kazoo, you know. Kazoo Kid's gonna get one of these. Hey, I'm on kazoo! And in the in the in the picture, they got tapes right there under the phono cut. It's like, just make a mixtape. I don't get it. B, small record editions wherever you are. Your first own record, especially for musicians and DJs playing an intimate or unique gig and wanting to capture the special vibes and sound waves of this event directly to vinyl. Doing your own recording session has never been easier. No matter if you play in a small club, on the street, or even if you just love to sing in your bathroom, or loose, or loosing big time? I think they mean losing, but they say loosing big time in tonight's late night karaoke battle. Addition, yeah, again, just terrible uses of vinyl. Fucking shitty karaoke burned onto vinyl. If you're gonna record onto vinyl, make sure what you're recording is worth it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I like the, uh, this idea. Making vinyl ridiculously available will completely ruin the exclusivity of vinyl and, like, the importance of vinyl. It'll be, like, fucking, you know. I'd argue tapes are more fucking exclusive, because tapes are fucking cool. You know, but... Again, like, there's something really important about making vinyl. If you may on vinyl, you're like, yeah, you know, I can afford this, I can do it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pro now. When you get in vinyl, you know, I feel professional now with just custom tapes, because I really don't see the need for vinyl, but hell, if I could, if I had a record player, would I want to make my own custom record? Yeah, probably, it'd be fun to listen to. I'm not against vinyl. I like vinyl. But this is ridiculous. This is just like... It's stupid. Phonocut enables you to produce records of your own songs on demand, producing them on the fly in real time whenever a listener buys your record. Again, terrible advice if, you, if you're gonna burn your own records or burn your own anything. Make it in advance. Stock the fuck up. Get ready for it. Like, right now, I have ten copies of Nick Cicada's Greatest Hits on tape, you know. You got you gotta get ready for it. You gotta get it in bulk. Because w once you're selling shit, you don't want to constantly be burning. Because, again, you have to burn this shit in real time. So do it in advance. You know, d don't, don't set up a booth with your phono cut and, like, hop over to Spotify and try recording frantically off your phone or whatever. It, it, Take, take your time, you know. Again, like, what band would buy this shit that records 10-inch instead of just 12-inch? Who, who wants this? Don't you want to make an, an album, not, not an EP? It's, it's stupid. Uh, this, the third example they give of how Phonocut could be useful is for professional studios. That's a fucking laugh, like a professional studio would ever use the phono cut 
when they could use the fucking, you know, Newman 33 or whatever it's called. What, what's the machine called that the uh, American Vinyl Company company is? Um, it, it's a beast. It's like a fucking beast. And I'd have no doubt that if I bought this, you know, it'd be it it would be uh, Newman VMS 66. Like, yeah, no shit. That that thing is gonna sound smooth as gossamer there, uh, especially for studio owners and record labels. Okay, this section is easy, because in our understanding, every single studio owner should right away pledge for this magic machine that will finally enable him, uh, I like how they assume the gender of every single studio owner there, uh, why, why say him? They assume every single studio owner is male? I don't get it that will finally enable him to immediately produce unlimited amounts of super affordable test cuts of recording sessions, downscaling the financial pre-investment in expensive equipment dramatically. Well, clearly these guys don't understand investment, because they didn't understand what an investment it would be to try and make this thing. I like how, again, they call it a magic machine, and they're like, yeah, throw away your Newman VMS-66. Just buy a fucking phono cut. I don't get it. Invited to carefully listen to the short side-by-side -side comparison sound file below. Recorded last week during a fantastic session with acclaimed singer Alex Lilly at one of the most iconic LA studios. We have here a little comparison. I'll listen to it. Again, no shit. Vinyl sounds different from digital, obviously. But then again, I am listening to a compressed YouTube video, which does not have the best sound quality, so this is kind of useless. Do these guys even understand that YouTube uses compressed audio and video? I guess not. That's the digital recording. Okay. Okay. Okay, so here's the traditionally pressed vinyl record from a mother cut created on a professional Scully lathe. Again, very professional shit. This Scully looks like an absolute beast. I'd trust it. It sounds very different. Now, of course it does. It, it sounds really good. Now let's hear the phono cut for comparison here. You can follow along on the Kickstarter page of the phono cut if you want. Oh god, that sounds awful. Oh, the Scully sounds so much better. Uh, uh. It's just confirmation bias? The, the difference is so noticeable. I don't even... Between the professional one and the phono cut. The, 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 the professional one sounds so good. Just, just get professional shit. I think, I think this one uses a laser. It looks like. Yeah, it looks like it. It, it fucking. This one's. God, it looks so good. It's professional press. Let's see. Okay. Oh my gosh, this phono cut just. 
It doesn't even sound the same. It's it, it's so noticeable. Holy shit. Ridiculous. Uh anyway, this comparison does not do the phono cut. It's not doing the phono cut any favors. Sounds like a freaking like the terrible. Anyway, uh, example D: Magic moments from and for the ones you love, especially for people in love. Oh, wow! Now, now you can give your girlfriend or boyfriend or significant other uh, a, a, an extended play, where you freaking like just talk to them. Ever hear of using the phone? Like, yeah, I get it, you know, it, it's hipsters, they love to communicate over vinyl. Sometimes just, just use the phone, you know? It, it works better. Why, why would you just record your syrupy love letter on the vinyl? I guess if you want everyone fucking listening to it. Now, back in the day, love letters and shit used to be kind of, kind of kind of private, but, oh, yeah, let's publish our syrupy, juicy gossip all over the vinyl, and just, you should use vinyl for what it's designed for. You should use it for, you know, music. I don't get it. And I'm sure there's plenty of cassettes out there with love letters recorded onto them, but again, cassettes are also designed for speech. Vinyl has never been designed for speech. It's for music. Um, again, a section that does not need many words to make you feel. Missing your darling babe to the moon and back? Ah, oh, how these Austrians phrase things. It's really funny. Pour all your love and feelings into the grooves of a vinyl and transfer your love in a most unique way. Yeah, that is pretty unique. I will admit here. Um... Oh, wow, I'm looking at the posh phono cut, the fancy one, that's seven times the cost, and uh, it's just golden. Never before has it been so easy to finally produce a GOLDEN RECORD, all caps, not golden in that it's certified platinum by the RAA or anything. Just golden and that it's colored golden, which again, I'm sure you can buy blank golden records pretty easy. Or splatter records, which do look way fucking cooler. Considering all the billions that have been invested by major labels to reach this iconic goal all over this planet, this strictly limited posh reward level of 7,777 euros Looks like a bonsai oak next to the Eiffel Tower. They don't even spell Eiffel Tower right. There's two F's, right? Maybe that's how they spell it over in Europe, but I've never heard of that. Um, especially as this re as this reward offers includes everything to cut, not just only, but exactly 77 golden vinyls. You're not you're not going to make a golden record just cuz your records are golden. That's not how it works. You're going to be laughed at as a, a royal clown if you spend $7,000 on a golden phono cut. I I don't get it. 
who is this for? Like, shit. Who wants this? Like, am I gonna argue that it'd be cool to make your own records? Yeah, probably. But I don't think... I would never buy a phono cut. Like, even if it was $500, I wouldn't buy it. I, I, I don't want a shitty, you know, fucking hipster, tiny little, little thing that... It, it, there's no way this produces as good of sound as a real fucking record press. There's just no fucking way. It's not possible. I I don't get who'd who'd buy this and like actually think it it'd work. I don't I don't get it. Um, but anyway, the the promotional video. I got about nineteen minutes left here, so let's see let's see this promotional video. Why did they use a fucking film grain VHS filter on the promotional video when the other video is on real VHS? I don't get it. Fucking VHS filter, of course. Maybe they just use a different transfer process than I do, but that little lip of static at the start, that looks fake. Okay, so the guy puts it on the... or he's just playing a record. It says, voice over-recorded via phonocut. So this is a record it's recorded, I guess, with one of the phonocut prototypes. It sounds like shit. It's it sounds terrible. You got like you got like stock footage here. Who the hell is this for? Is this like his is this like his house? God, it looks like the hypnagogic archive in here. Uh, this is great. He's got like an old TV. It looks cool, but you're not gonna convince me you know anything about vinyl. There's no fucking way. Like yeah, no shit to press your own record, it's fucking expensive. You're pressing your own record. Yeah, that's fine. That's what I would expect. If you want a cheap, affordable, really easy option, just get a tape deck. Everyone shits on tape decks. I don't get it. Like, what's wrong with Compact Cassette? It's a wonderful fucking technology. It works really well. It really does. It works exactly... It's a flawless technology. It's as close as it gets. As it gets. Is this VHS? No, they put like a 
they put like a fake film grain on it. I don't get it. Uh. I don't get what kind of idiot is going to assume that the phono cut will make you into like a professional fucking studio or something. I I I, ju I just don't understand. It's like if you're going to I I'd love for there to be an easy a for very affordable record burner, record press. But it's not gonna be the phono cut. Whatever it is, it's not going to be the phono cut. The phono cut's gonna be eight thousand fucking dollars. You could just press a bunch of records for that price. Uh we got we got the updates on the Kickstarter here. I guess if there's one thing I can commend them for, it's it's uh using real VHS in their promo videos, but I'm not paying for VHS, I'm paying for a uh, record press, so um we, we got the same copy pasted update on January 7th 2022, that's what seven months ago at this point holy shit I don't understand uh, oh, we got comments, so we can see what the uh, Phono Cut pioneers or adventurers or whatever think of their uh, incredible investment here. Let's see. Yeah, they got this page that's like, More adventures in Ace Hotel LA, New York, Palm Springs, AES Afterglow. Yeah, it sounds like they're just using all this Kickstarter money to go on a bunch of fucking fancy vacations and... Wow, we were at the Ace Hotel in L.A. and New York and Palm Springs. Uh, kind of just shoving it in the faces of everyone who lathered them up with loads and loads of money. Seven days ago, I think it's time to ask for a refund. This is my formal request. Please return my money. Uh, three months ago. Hello, please. It's been almost six months since the last update. I believe it's the lack of responses of any request that gets people upset, more so than the slow forward movement of this project. I myself am at the point of considering asking for a refund of my pledge, because it just seems like there are no updates happening, even if it's a small one. Any request for something, anything, seem to always fall on deaf ears. I know in your last update you said that things are moving slowly, but after six months, has literally nothing moved at all? Please give us an update, please. Ah, uh, wow. This is restoring my faith in humanity here. People are getting pissed. Phonocut's getting owned. Has there been any movement forward in the past three months? And I don't mean that the way it sounds, just honestly asking, please. Any updates for us to cling on to some hope? When will you be processing refunds? I requested it at the weekend. Has anyone heard any news? Any news? No updates for a long time. You must have some exciting news and developments. This is great.
you know, they'll they'll probably come out with an update in like uh, what fucking uh, four months from now. Hi all. Can we perhaps get an update with some specifics about the kind of issues you're facing and where you're at? Any elusive about or any news about our elusive pipe dream machine? Nine months ago. That's great. Man, I think like Wired is seriously irresponsible to make an article about this like it's a real thing, you know. People read that Wired article, they go to the Kickstarter, they're like, Oh yeah, this'll be out in like twenty twenty. One thousand two hundred fucking dollars, or gosh forbid, seven thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven for that shitty gold version. Like, it's terrible. Any idea when or if I'm likely to get this? Hey guys, any news? When will we receive it? Thanks. Oh, that's great. People are actually getting upset. But again, if you are the type to waste $1,000 on some shit on Kickstarter, you're not the smartest with your money, so, you know. I, I, re I really don't understand the mentality of someone who'd waste this much fucking money on Kickstarter. I don't really feel that bad for him, because you have to be really fucking stupid to, uh, to waste money on this shit. I, I don't understand. It looks like some fucking hipster shit. This is the kind of shit that, like, unironically, Ellis from uh, Hypnagogic Archive would, would uh, put up on Kickstarter. I feel like. This is great. Uh, man. I, I don't understand who's falling for this. It looks like... This is, this is the Theranos of audio here, right? It looks, the fucking phono cut looks like this little box. There's no, there's no way it produces good records. Are you fucking kidding? There's no fucking way. This is ridiculous. Wow, so I'm glad I found out about this uh, hot trash, this complete nonsense, nonsense product. They're like, dang, this is harder than we thought. Like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, there really aren't any other record printers as of now that are, like, affordable on the consumer market. There's there's a lot on, you know, the internet that kind of do give you a, a pretty bad deal, but there's some that give you a really good deal. And as for me, I would fuck... If, if I was willing to pay for vinyl... I get some fucking experts to do it. I wouldn't get for, for I wouldn't just I wouldn't just buy the phono cut or whatever the fuck it's called. Ideally vinyl presses should be heavy duty professional equipment. That's why people like vinyl because it it, it exudes an aura of professionalism. I have no doubt that that Newman model or the Scully model or like heavy duty shit. They have what it takes. Yeah. But, uh yeah. Just just a little delve into the world of vinyl there. I feel uh I feel pretty pretty uh 
interested after that. So if there's ever an update from the Phono Cut team, if it ever comes out, you know, I'll, I'll watch it in action. But there's, there's no fucking way it's as good as a real record press. Anyway, uh, it's 4.52. There's about eight minutes left. So after that, I just feel so much more justified in my uh, tape deck. Wonderful equipment. Professional, too. I, I feel completely confident in selling my tapes on on tape. These ain't, these ain't fucking mixtape records. These are mixtapes. This is the real shit. And uh, the ones I'm giving out aren't even off of digital. They are off a, they are off a master tape I've recorded. So you get, you get Nick Cicada's greatest hits... Like, the master tape is converted from digital, but then I use the master tape for all the copies. Okay, so you can rest assured. You're getting, you're getting the, you're getting a tape that's recorded straight from tape. Okay? And, um, I'm gonna be giving out, as always, some of these tapes on, uh, at the Local 303 event this month at the Larimer Lounge to local musicians and the like, who I think deserve some free free tapes and uh if you want to buy nick cicada's greatest hits on tape what i suggest is right to 1424 columbine street number one denver colorado 80206 and they are ten dollars each i cannot recommend it enough it's 90 minutes of just fantastic killer tracks everyone's favorites public access death Ice cream in the sky, party tonight, don't have a ticket, got Ferrocoxide Nightmare on here, got uh, To Hear You Sing, you know, just uh, the absolute best. Spontaneous Bug Contraction is on here, it's it's a fun time, listen to these. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I'll be at the Local 303 thing uh, next Monday, and then next Tuesday is when the next uh, live thing will be at. I will, of course, be using my uh, fantastic tape deck for that. Tape decks are not only great for recording, they're also great for live shows, because you can use them as backing tracks, or just for casually listening to your cassettes. So seriously, if you're out there and you're interested in really high-quality analog audio, there really is no better solution than just a nice dual-well tape deck. You will be thinking yourself, believe me, if you just pay $200 for a tape deck instead of wasting $1,100 on a pipe dreamer. Now I guess it's going to be up in the range of $7,000, $8,000, which for that much money you can probably get like 100 records pressed at a decent price. So, that said, that's about it for this episode. I do find, I do find vinyl really interesting just because like... Vinyl and cassette are two very different worlds, and, uh, yeah, no word on if I'll ever make a, a record. I think tape is really good, and I, I, I'm putting all my stock in it, tape. I got faith in compact cassettes. I think they are a great fucking format, and these tapes sound like fucking fire. It's been so much fun to record them, and, and make them and design the packages and everything it's just great the j cards track list it's so fun i'm having so much fun here with these tapes and uh they're ten dollars each so if you want one right to nicholas cicada 1424 columbine street number one 
Denver, Colorado 80206. Again, I never ask for anything on Kickstarter. I only sell shit that already exists. These aren't a pipe dream. Listen to this case opening and closing. That's a sound of high quality Maxell Type 1 ferric oxide cassettes. Completely blank. Nothing's been recorded onto them before. They're brand spanking new and ready to go. And, uh, I can't recommend them enough. There's some good stuff. Um, that said, like I said, if you are a local band and you want a free tape, show up at the local 303 at Larimer Lounge. I give free tapes out if you answer some interesting questions. I've got more interesting questions prepared for this month. A pretty interesting batch. And, uh, yeah. That's the only way to really get a free copy. And, uh, other than that, just buy it. It's $10, great value. You get you get, you get an incredible value for that, and uh, it's a great mix. It's a really great, cool mix. And, um, yeah, with that said, I guess that's about it for this week. Uh, no updates on Hypnagogic Archive, really, but uh, there is something very exciting coming out about Hypnagogic Archive very soon that I am really looking forward to. This week or next week? I am flipping excited. I am on the verge of flipping out here. Anyway, I've got to get to work on uh, more stories, more comics, more of that stuff, all that jazz. Hope you enjoyed this little design into the, uh, what's it even called? I've already forgotten the name. Phonocut. Phonocut. Uh, don't buy it. If you want vinyl, just go to a record press. They, they seriously are the best option. Might be tempting, but, uh, you know, to all you vinyl enthusiasts out there, just don't fall for it. Go for, go for the pro shit. You, you will regret a phonocut. Well, I guess nobody can regret using a phonocut, because nobody has used one, and nobody can use them, and they don't exist. But, uh, whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, that, that, that's it for this week. Uh, this was fun. I don't know how I find these weird topics. It, it just happens. It's always interesting. Uh, anyway, yeah. That's it for this week. Comic out, and I've got some more exciting stuff on the way. So stay flipped, stay whacked, and uh, stay spicy. Catch me up to I've been Do you want to be on the show? Join the Nicholas Comics Discord server today. I'll answer any questions you have. You can appear in the next episode. Do you want to buy Nicholas Comics? Write to Nicholas Finn, 1424 Combine Street, number 1, Denver, Colorado, 80206. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode. She wants to be on Tell me something else. Do you know the end? Christ's name is Justin Royland.